All right, ladies and gentlemen, today on Wake Up to the Vibe, bringing us his inspirational messages, is a man who not only serves his community, he served his country, and he has faced uh, adversity, obstacles, rejection in some ways, right? It doesn't matter if he was joining the military or, or getting on the police department or driving the big rig. This guy knows what it's like to get no for an answer. And today we're going to talk about life that brings you setbacks. He is the author of the book, Never take no for an answer never <laughs> take no for an answer please welcome my guest john aka scott Murata. good morning buddy good morning vibe hey man you know oh i also in that introduction i should have also said and he is also part of the vibe tribe <laughs> <laughs> which, yes absolutely which i do thank you for that scott I, I thank you for joining the vibe i see you in the room you know almost every morning i see you sharing the videos and liking the comments i really appreciate your support and look what look it landed you on the show <laughs> <laughs> yes it's very entertaining very entertaining that's putting it lightly at times right <laughs> so listen yeah. um let, let, let's get right down to this because I'm excited. First of all, I love the title of the book. Never take no for an answer, right? Yes. That's a pretty strong statement. Yes, I wrote the book for mainly for the young adults. When you leave high school, you're going to have people turn you down. And I was able to, when I got those turned downs, I came back and still proceeded those careers um, over time. And I wanted to, I said that in the book um, about that. And it's all about, you're gonna have setbacks and disappointments is bouncing back from those, especially when you get told no. So were you like that as a kid? <laughs> I'm just like, let's go way back. Let, let's talk about life before the book. Did you take no for an answer easily? Like, or did you like constantly retaliate and say, no, I'm getting my way. I could give you an answer. I think it was over time. It was developed. It wasn't something I probably had in the beginning because in the beginning I was more shy than anything. But after over the years, I was able to bounce back from those um, setbacks. I'm now retired from law enforcement about a year. And that's why I decided to write this book, um, My Legacy, to give back. It's all about giving back now that I'm retired. So I want the young adults to, to know, you know, it's no ain't everything. So, you know? so let me, let me uh, interrupt for one second. When you talk about giving back and it's your legacy, you're giving back, but you already, you already gave to our country. You served in the military, correct? Yes. What, what branch did you serve in? I was in the army. You were in the and army. I, yeah, I was nine and a half years active duty army. And then I did 14 years with the Navy reserves as a police officer. So I did 22 years. Wow. First, let me say thank you so much for your service. Uh, and I, and I mean that we do greatly appreciate well, it's an honor to serve you, you know, it's an honor to serve you guys. So you served your country for nine and a half years. 
Yes, I was active duty, and then I went to the reserves. And you went to the reserves, which what, as a reserves police officer, was that more community-based, or were you still flying around protecting our country? So I, went, I still was um, federal, so I still went international. I went to Iraq for a year. I was deployed. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, and I am grateful that you are here this morning uh, talking about your book, Never Take No for an Answer. So um, I have to ask you, you have children? Yes, I have two girls. You have two girls. Okay, so we're going to talk about the book, and we're going to talk about your uh, experience with taking no for an answer, right? Yes. How do you coach your daughters down this road of going out there in the world um, I hope I'm not getting too personal. Uh, but- oh, it's fine. The main main thing is is persistence and determination. You have to have that, you know. And and the biggest thing is that when you do have a setback, and I like to use the term like if a tree is freshly it's cut down, you're a freshly new tree growing. That's how you bounce back. You can be bigger and stronger than you were before. That gives you that opportunity. Well, wow, that's a great perspective. And the thing is that even if you ever recover from running or anything, you can do that. You know, you take that time. Do you find yourself sitting down with your daughters a lot and having these conversations? Because how old, can I ask you how old they are? In their 20s. In their 20s. Oh, my gosh. Like, like, and this is like, you sit down with them when they're little girls, right? But now it's really time to have this talk, right? (laughs) And how do they take to this? I mean, are are they the type of people who are are out there just challenging the world and and you're behind them as dad, the coach? Yes. And that's, that's basically what I'm doing now. And like I said, I give back. I wrote the book right now. I'm a swim instructor. Um, giving back to the community for the YMCA. I teach um, people how to swim, whether you're a child or an adult. I give back there. Um, also, I volunteer for a Let Me Run <clears throat> Let Me Run program. So I teach lifeguard classes. So I'm doing a lot for the community when I retire. It's just you got to keep giving back. So and the same with you know the girls. So always help. And and that's that's a great. Uh, quality to instill into others and and it's a great message uh we do all need to get into that mindset of giving back volunteering and and moving the ball forward together in unity right yes but what happens when you when you um if you could give me an example um i read briefly some background before the interview and and it it seemed like you faced some uh i don't know is rejection the right word when, when you're going into the military, did you face some resistance? Or, I mean, they don't just say, okay, yeah, sure, come on in. We'll take anybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I did because I went in when I was 29. So it was a little bit more difficult because I was a young, around the youth. But they were surprised because I have a very strong physical fitness. So I was able to bounce back and, and thrive on that to show them that I am, I can do this. And Ooh. with fitness, I was able to pass the PT test and be, um, win every PT test I've ever taken with military, be the best. You didn't join the military until you were 29? I joined when I was 29. Oh my gosh. 
Who does that? <laughs> you just wake up one day and say, you know what? I, 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 it's time I serve my country. I mean, that's interesting. I, I don't know that I've ever met anybody to join later on in life. And if you read the book, um, it, it shows how I went through those careers um, and what I did during those careers. Um, yes, it was very difficult. I mean, I think even when truck driving, I couldn't get a job as a truck driver. No one would hire me, even if I had my license. But with determination, I was going around um, place to place saying, hey, I'm here to work. Um, can I have a job? And I used the yellow pages. And everybody turned me down. But then one, one trucking company that was a mom and pop truck company, they said, you know what? Go do a road test. I did a road test. And they liked it. They said, I can drive. And they said, go get your trucking clothes and come back. And, and you got to take a, um, a physical. And I'm like, trucking clothes? What's that? <laughs> they go, you go the stuff you're going to sleep with. <laughs> <laughs> They're sending you overnight. <laughs> I was like, wow. And I came back and, and I was driving over the road. Big rig. Fuck. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> So, he, he said he never, never drove a pickup truck and went straight to the big rig, right? <laughs> you like just like to grab life by the coyotes, right? <laughs> but let me let me back up a second because you said something I thought was interesting. You went through the yellow pages for the younger audience in the room today. That is a book that sat on your table next to your phone. <laughs> it didn't say Google on it. <laughs> yes. All right. So. Because you know you're going after big rig, you had no experience driving a truck, and you, you decide one day, you know, you're going to drive the big truck, and nobody wants to hire you because you have no experience. And then even with that, it, it was so interesting because I got my license, but I never really knew how to back into a dock. That was like, <laughs> what? And I went to Asheville, South Asheville from Tennessee to pick up a load. I probably went through five T-shirts because I sweated, my, I sweated so bad trying to back this truck up. I had, luckily, I had some extra T-shirts. That's hilarious, man. I'm just picturing you like, you know, I, I, I need the job. I'll take the job. Yeah, I drive big rig. What do you mean? I got to back this thing up <laughs> into a dock? Car, some guy in a sports car tried to go under my truck. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> You gotta slow down. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, you know, I, I have a lot of admiration for people like yourself. Um, I, I'm I'm going back to the military. I'm trying to picture you joining at 29, and you're up against these 18 year olds. You know, they're they're fresh out of high school, thinking, "Yeah, I got this." Right? And they're all they're working out. They just got off the football team, right? And then you come in here at 29. You're like, step aside, because <laughs> you are. You've always been uh, a guy who's into fitness and health, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Didn't you just yeah. run from like? Didn't you just run from? from South Carolina to Washington, D.C. or something on foot. <laughs> we did, um, yeah, we did the bicycle, we do the bike ride, and I give um, back to the fallen police officers and their families by riding our bicycles from Charlotte up to um, D.C. every year. And, and one year I actually went out to California and rode from California to D.C. 
it was 1300 miles in um 14 days you rode your bike from california to dc yes for the fallen police officers their family this it's the memorial ride la memorial or yeah hollywood memorial ride no kidding how many wow yeah that was challenging I, actually, 14 days doesn't really sound like a long time. It would have taken me two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. No and kidding. We do it every year, but this year was was canceled, but um, that's what we do. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do in a time like this where we're under quarantine and in a stay at home order? Uh, did, did you already went to D.C. like last week or something, wasn't it? No, I went and did a. Um, hiking trip in the woods for um across the foothills trail we went hiking so that's what you do you hit the woods yes go hiking yes and i do my physical fitness here um, i'm a fit- physical fitness instructor so i'm just staying in shape and doing my workouts here doing the bike rides and running so what made you take <clears throat> you know I, I like what you said is that life is full of setbacks we we all have them we all experience yeah. them, right? But what made you sit down and say, "I, right, you know, you're retired now. You, you've conquered the uh, the military. You get in at 29, and then you give them nine and a half years. That's impressive. Then you become a police officer. Okay, did they? Did you face resistance there? Did you finish the military? And they say, "Look, you're too old." No, when I left the military, I left um, hard, the nine years. I did active duty. I left in a hardship discharge. And I uh, was a single parent. So I came out with um, my girls. So I raised them on my own. And I went um, to school to be a police officer when I first got out of um, active duty. So, and then I went, ended up going back in so I get my retirement. Because I gave them nine years. I want my retirement. So I had to do 20. So wow. I went back in the reserve. So I get my retirement. I'm, I'm trying to picture, you know, your daughter's... Um looking at this figure that they call dad, right? He goes in and he serves hard in the military, man. And then he serves hard as a police officer. I mean, they just, they must walk around with such pride. I mean, seriously, I, I don't, I don't even know your daughters. I could just, uh, I could just picture that, you know, they feel protected. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, absolutely. And even with, um, when I got out of the military, I, I started running um, marathons. Uh, I wanted to do triathlons, but I didn't know how to swim. I only could do the side strokes. So I read a book, taught myself how to swim, so I could do the um, triathlons where you do swim, bike, run. So I was able to do that, and I worked my way up to the Ironman and did the full 140. It always, it always amazes me, people like yourself who – you have to get into a space mentally to to head down that path, right? You don't just wake up one day and join the military. You don't just wake up one day and say, you know what? Today, I'm going to be a truck driver. Tomorrow, I'm going to be a cop. And I think I want to run a triathlon, right? How do, how do you prepare yourself mentally to take on the, the task of the day when it's at the magnitude that you're you're running after? You just got to say, you know, persistence and determination. You got to have that passion to want to do it. And remember, it's just like being a rock star, you know, just like Joe. You got go <laughs> to go out and when you train, you're on stage like a rock star. You got to give it 110%, 110. 
So when you're training and it comes time to do the race, you can do it. And remember, you're going to have thunderstorms, just like setbacks and disappointments. You just got to work through it. How do you, you know, how do you work not, through it though? You're knocked down, you're on your knees. <laughs> it's not going to be daisies and flowers. I mean, <laughs> I have some aches and pains, but you know what? Self-medicate. That's my, that's, that's the model there. You have to self-medicate through all that pain. What, now, what do you mean, self-medicate? Yep, if, if you um, take your mind off it, you can take some electrolytes. And we take, if, you're, if your salt is low, I mean, just, you know, having stuff like that. If your stomach hurts, you know, have to roll eggs. But whatever it takes to push through it, because at the end, you want to finish. Have you ever been on your knees broken? Like, like I can't do this anymore. When you were in the military or, or you were when you're running from Cal when you're riding a bike from California to DC. We'll, we'll, say, we'll say that when I woke up one morning in special forces training, I couldn't even walk. The ground hurt my feet so bad. I had to keep going. You know, when you, when you can't walk, you, you still one foot forward. That's all you got to do. Remember, put one foot in front of the other. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. You know, it's it's funny. Um, for those of you who just entered the room, I just want to remind you I'm talking with my guest, author of the book, Never Take No for an Answer, uh, John, a.k.a. Scott Murata. And that's because uh, I've known you. We've known each other for, for a very, very long time. And you used to have tap parties in your yard. <laughs> uh, I'm finding this to be very inspiring because we're at, we're at a time right now where some people just are paralyzed. You got the coronavirus, stay at home. It's starting to weigh on everybody, right? They're, they're just wearing down. It's wearing people down. Yeah. What, what do you do? What, what, do you, what do you have to say to these people? How do you, how do you keep going? You're saying put one foot in front of the other when, when it hurts to put your feet on the ground. Yeah, you just got to keep moving forward. You got to do is find things that motivate you. What's your passion? What do you really like to do? And, and do those things. Like me, it's physical fitness. I got a spin bike inside, I can spin. Um, I run around the block. Whatever it takes, but just find that passion. Just like when I retired, it wasn't the end. I wrote this book, you know, and went to the Y and started teaching people how to swim. It's like never, never stop. Find your passion. Who Who's your audience for this book? I mean, obviously, listen, you're inspiring me right now. I mean, I go for my walks, but I bring a camera and sometimes a cigar. So I'm not like sweating and shredding, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but who do you, uh, who do you hope to reach with this book? It's on Amazon and we'll talk about that after on how people can get it. But is, is there a specific audience you're looking for? It would mainly the young adults. I mean, it can be anyone, but mainly the young adults, the ones leaving high school, just remember, you know, Go for what you want. You have to push it. And, and, and it's going to be more rewarding if you have setbacks and deployments. If they say no, you can do it as long as you put forward um, and keep pushing to, to do it, whatever it takes. But never give up. Do you think sometimes that's easier said than done, though? For, especially for a lot of people, sometimes people just throw the towel in and... Well, we'll say this, any dream has to have a plan or it's going to be a dream. So when you have something that you want, the best thing to do is get a piece of paper out 
and write on that paper um, how you're going to get there. Little short-term goals will get you there. And then even pros and cons, why you want it, what would make you want it, and get a plan together. Otherwise, it's just going to be a dream. I like that. that's the most thing is a plan. Right? Failure to plan is planning to fail. Yes. Right? That's really, I'll tell you what, uh, it's hard to write a book. I tried. I I seriously, I'm halfway through. I've got, I don't know, maybe 80 pages, a sales training book, and and I just can't seem to get the same passion now that I had in the beginning. It like went away and I have no idea where it went. And I keep saying I'm going to finish that book because I'd love to be an author. So, yeah, and the, and the thing is you have to write on a piece of paper, where where do you want to go? Okay, I want to do this chapter this day, this chapter this day. If you have a plan, instead of saying I'm going to start it someday, write down what you're going to do as far as that. On a piece of paper, say this is when I'm going to start it. You know, don't be like everybody else. Hey, I'm going to start it on Monday. And Monday comes up, I'm going to start Monday. <laughs> no, start now. You're you know you're talking to the king of procrastination. <laughs> I, mean, I think I need to hang out with you for like a week, maybe a month. Can you can you come the <laughs> That's a that's a business in itself is how to destroy procrastination. Yes. That could be your next book. That's a good title for a book. <laughs> so where are you now? Where where are you living? In Fort Mill, South Carolina. It's just below Charlotte. Fort Mills, South Carolina. You're re- you're yeah, retired. Yep. Any other it's books? What's that? I'm sorry. No, what did you say? I There's a little oh, delay going on. So. Charlotte. Yep. And is there any other books in your future that, that you can I see? Wrote, um, another story. Um, it's my fishing trip on the Red Sea. It's um, when I was in the military, I went to um, I went to Egypt for six months. And we went on a deep sea um, diving ship. We went out and went fishing, deep sea fishing, and we got marooned. So I wrote a story on that, and it's on um, Amazon also. You got what? Marooned. We got stuck in the middle of the Red Sea. (laughs) And we had to swim through shark-infested water to get to another boat. Come on. Yes. So, I don't mean to laugh. That, that I don't even know if that's funny. That's not funny. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. It was I'm, pretty good. And, you know, the story starts off, I mean, I was um, infantry, with, which was my MOS, and we hung out with the um, military police, which we call the mud puppies. They, <laughs> we had some, we had to set back some adversity because we normally don't get along. We were able to set aside our adversities and be able to fish together for a day out in the Red Sea. And then we ended up getting stuck out there. Wow. And then we, we had to get swim to another boat, but we all worked through the issue together and it was really good. It was a really good day, day trip. It turned into be a night trip, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But there's a, there's a lesson learned right there. Yes. Right. Be be kind to your rivalries because <laughs> you never know when you're going to be swimming in shark infested waters with them. <laughs> All right. So yep. so here's our graduating seniors this year. Congratulations to everybody in the class of 2020. 
Talk about a messed up year, right? Yeah. Cap and gown, throwing them up in the air with 300 people. It's not going to happen, right? Senior, senior skip day, right? Remember senior skip day? I don't, I, I remember where I was. I think I did senior skip day three years in a row, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, but, but these are the things that kids today are not going to experience and, you know, running around the classroom, getting your yearbook signed. I mean, there's so many things that psychologically uh, we carry with us through life, right? Oh. How did, how does a, a student, you know, we might say, well, it's no big deal. Deal with it. 10 years from now, it's not going to make a difference. I don't know if that's true. I, th I think these are, you know, the prom, the senior ball. These are these are uh, memories that are made for a lifetime that you'll yeah. you'll sit around with your friends and talk about 30, 40 years from now. How do you uh, take your your inspiration? Never take no for an answer. Overcome it. Deal with it. But where do you start with that? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, like anything, you know, you have to do is you have to accept for what, what is going on right now and how you deal with that is how, what you have control over. You don't have any control over what's going on right now. So just take control of yourself and how you respond to it is going to be most important. So still go after what college you want to go to, what career you want to go to, still proceed that um, irregardless of what's going on. You don't have any control over that. So you can't really um, ponder about it. There's no sense in it. But you can take time and your effort toward the career you want to do. College, maybe you can save some money. Why go to Yale if you can't actually physically go to school? So just do a community college. Do your little classes through there. Save money so you're not in debt when you're done with school. Since you're not going to have those big colleges that you're going to be able to walk into classrooms with, so just do it that way. Save money, still proceed your career that you want. But there's no sense of you know taking, you know, worrying about things you have no control over. Worry about what you do have control over, and that's yourself and how you feel and how you react to this, and move forward. Very well said. Very well said. And and I want to add to that and how you treat others. That is something oh, yeah. that is you know we don't. I think at the end of the day, Scott, we don't have a lot of control over a lot of things, even when there's not a pandemic. We just think we do. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes we get lost in the uh, chaos of not being able to control the things we think we can when you never had control in the first place. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> right. It's almost like stop. And we all do it. I don't know if you do it. <laughs> you, you sound like a guy who's in control man <laughs> but but that's good advice like just only control what you can control and that is your mind your body right your spirit and uh, and how you treat people where can we buy this book i'm excited i'm i'm, I'm getting it actually i want a signed copy i'll pay you for it absolutely you can get a signed copy um, right now it's on Amazon. Both stories are. You can type in on Amazon, take no for an answer. Never take no for an answer. And you also, um, my other book is right there too. And you can put John Murata after, and you'll be able to see the book on Amazon. And both books are there. Well, I want to congratulate you. I hope everybody goes to Amazon and buys your book. <clears throat> because I think sometimes people forget. When you sit down with a book, whether it's, you know, paperback or audio book, whatever the case may be, just 
getting someone else's perspective can help you change your perspective, right? Yeah. Coming from a guy who served his country, serves his community, serves his family, continues the volunteer, focuses in on health, focuses in on body, mind, and spirit, right? And never takes no for an answer. (laughs) I love it. Hey, man, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Uh, It was good catching up, and and I really... um, I feel great things are coming your way. I think anybody who serves the way that you do and carries themselves through life the way that you do, uh, the future can only shine for you, my friend. I appreciate that, Joe. Yeah. Hey, wake up to the vibe. Keep sharing. Keep posting. (laughs) Absolutely. Take care of yourself. All right, Scott. We'll talk to you later. The The book is called... Never take no for an answer. And that is the author, John Murata. You can pick that up and uh, we will see you later, buddy. Keep it real. All right, thank you. Nice seeing you. Yes. And you're waking up to the vibe, ladies and gentlemen. I want to shout out a couple good mornings here. And good morning, Bill Agresta. Good morning, Michelle and Tina and Kim. And uh, wow, it looks like you guys.